having my heart or whatever. And love, true love, will follow you forever. I shall give your heart to a wild thing. They don't know your heart. I do. I've seen it. You have shown it to me. Is my heart showing? Oh, it's Megan. Hey, y'all. It's Molly. Welcome to another episode of Is My Heart Showing? Today we ask the question, is my trip itinerary showing? Let's take the trips. Take them and take the trips. <laughs> take the trips. Well, Molly, you just got back from the trip. I did. Where did you go? I went to Williamstown, Kentucky. And... A lot of people would hear that and say, <laughs> why on earth would you go to Williamstown, Kentucky? Because <laughs> they probably don't know what's there. I've but never heard of that place. Yeah. <laughs> um, the reason why I went there is because that is where the Ark Encounter is, where they built a replica of Noah's Ark. Ken Ham did that. If you haven't heard of Ken Ham, he's a really awesome creation scientist. And he was the, he's the CEO of the curriculum. He's, there's a website and they have curriculum called Answers in Genesis and uh, the Ark Encounter. And he's the CEO of the Creation Museum too. We didn't get to go to the Creation Museum, but we went to the Ark Encounter. I went with some ladies from church. And one of the things that Answers in Genesis do is they have a VBS program that they, like a VBS curriculum. Mm-hmm. that they come out with every year and they were having a showcase like conference for it so our church got to go some of the ladies from our church got to go to the conference so we got to see the ark one day and I had already been but it was still just awesome to get to go again and then we went to a conference the first day that was just called stand firm and it was just about like teaching our kids to live in the culture they live in but still be godly and like you know raise them to be christians and so we got to hear a lot of really good speakers that day and then the last day was all about the vbs so they were teaching us all the bible lessons for it and the crafts and the songs and everything so what is the theme for the vbs it's called (laughs) it's called keepers of the kingdom and It's all about, it's like a medieval theme. So there's like castles and knights and princesses and stuff. And it's all about um, like we're in a battle and we need to stand firm and be strong and fight for God's side and stuff. And it was really cool. Um, And they learn all of like the verses in Ephesians 6 that talk about like you need to wear the breast breast plate of righteousness and the belt of truth and all that that's what the verses that they're going to learn for it so So what i'm interested to know what does your church do for vbs like time-wise because i noticed a lot of churches are moving towards the one day vbs which we do seem like a breath of fresh air but yeah yeah (laughs) but it's a lot of work 
We do ours in the evening. We do it for five days. So we'll start on a Sunday night and end on a Thursday night. Okay. And, okay. and it's like three hours long, I think. Yeah, that's a yeah. lot. That's pretty intense. But that sounds yeah. really cool with the medieval theme. And it, of course, takes like a ton of planning to well, to go to the ARC, but also yeah. for VBS. And that's kind of what we're talking about today is we're talking about planning the trips. So I don't, I feel like every, like, I feel like it's stupid to even say like, this is what I do when I plan a trip, but I don't know, maybe you don't plan trips the same way that I plan trips. So I'm going to yeah. say how I plan trips and you tell me if I'm crazy. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> okay. But so I think that we're probably both going to be the maybe, crazy ones and everyone else maybe. is going to be like, you guys are great. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. So, so it's not like, like nobody sits you down. Like you're not 10 and they're like, you know, little Megan, this is how you plan trips. Like it's not something your parents <laughs> teach you how to do. Like, yeah. It's not. And you definitely don't learn it in school. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can go to school to be like a travel agent or yeah. like, and I guess maybe you'd learn these kind of skills, but I don't know. And I have gone on trips with other people. Like you go with like people from your church or, you know, you go on an event like that or a vacation with friends or with other family members. And I get the feeling that not everybody is planning the trip the same way that I planned it. So yeah, uh, we'll see. So the first thing I do is I kind of make, well, where are we going? I guess that would be like, okay. Once yeah. we decide like what, where we're going to go. That's and important. Then, like, I also, <laughs> right. but I also like, um, you know, are we just going to that one area and like, can we make other things work? Cause if you're going to go like, if, especially if you're taking an airplane, you're flying and you're buying tickets, like you want to get the most out of it. Right. So yeah. Like if you were going to new England, for example, and you had one destination on your mind, you might consider what it's close to. Cause a lot of those States are really close together. And I mean, that's just an example of like, yeah, there might be something really close by that you're missing. So I don't know, just kind of see what's around there too. And, but I guess first would be, what are my must do's? Like, what do I have to see? What do I have to do? Like, what's the most important and write that down. Yeah. And then I say, is there anything that I have to eat? Because eating is a big thing on vacations. So for example, um, you're going to Boston. Do you want to have clam chowder? You're really big on a, do you want a lobster roll? Do you want Boston cream pie? I mean, it's places that are known for these things. You know, you're going to Chicago. Yeah. Do you want to go get deep dish pizza? Um, and you're like, well, that's kind of stupid. You know, maybe that seems dumb, but like, for example, deep dish pizza in Chicago, that's well and good. If it's on, if, I mean, let's say you didn't plan it. Did you know that it takes like an hour? You have to go and wait for your pizza. You order, it takes an hour to come out. I mean, that's a huge chunk mm -hmm. of your day, you know, like you do need yeah. to like plan for that. Like, yeah. I know a lot of people that go and they're like, yeah, we wanted to go, but they said it was going to be such and such. I'm like, yeah, it takes a long time to cook deep dish pizza, you know? So, I mean, I think it's important if there's a location that you're going to, that you consider what you want to eat. Now, yeah. does that mean I plan every single meal? No, that 
doesn't, at least not at this point in my planning, but I do consider what I want to eat. So I make a list of that. And then I see if there's anything on that list that needs to be or could be booked ahead of time. I'm a real big, huge fan of booking things ahead of time. I do not like to, especially if everything on my list is a walk-up thing, it makes me really nervous because you don't know what the crowds are going to be like. You don't know what the weather's going to be like. You don't know. There's just a lots of conditions. And so I really like to book as many things as I can. And if you can't book it, a lot of times, like the websites will say, you know, this, this, this thing takes two to three hours or, you know, plan, like you can at least get some bearing on, you know, you know, first come first serve, or they use words like that. So you could say, okay, yeah. well, maybe if I really want to do this, but I can't make a reservation, I should maybe push this further ahead in my day so I can make it happen. Um, I don't recommend like, if it's something you really want to do, like there's some Ferris wheel or something, and it's something you really, really want to do, look into it. Don't just show up and it, it does not go well, like hours, days of the week it's open. Um, yeah, all that kind of stuff. A lot of museums aren't open on Mondays or they're not open on Fridays or Tuesdays or just weird days of the week. So yeah. always check that if it's something that you want to do um, and see if you can buy tickets ahead. If you can buy tickets online, sometimes you can get a discount versus paying in person, all that kind of stuff. And then what I try to do is I try not to over plan the day. So like if it's, you know, I wouldn't plan to go to like three museums and a five mile hike in one day. I mean, it's just not going to happen, you know? Yeah. So usually like one thing from the morning, one thing for the evening or the afternoon, and then maybe for the evening or something like that. And then I try to find like filler things that I want to do. Like it's not the end of the world if it doesn't happen, but this is really cool. Because yeah. I, I cannot, I'm not a relaxer. So vacations are not a time for me to relax, like being home yeah. and like in my schedule, that's being relaxed to me. So going on vacation, I want to do. So I just make a list of things that if we get bored, we can go do. Um, yeah. You know, it could be as simple as swim in the pool or, you know, go on a hike or whatever it is, but it's, it's still something like, okay, you know, my kids come to me and they're like, okay, what's next? And so I have a lot, like you can do this, this, and this, you know, I mean, even if we're in a resort town and it's pup hut, I, you know, pup huts in this town, you know, let's, so even the simplest of things, but that's not something that you would get a reservation for. And it's not something that you would be disappointed if you didn't do, but I mean, I guess some vacations you would like, um, you would pick something as basic as that, but anyway, so then I just try to fit it all together, like pieces of the puzzle. And, um, that way I think you get the most out of it rather than just like, okay, we're going to go somewhere for three days and we'll figure it out when we get there. (laughs) Yeah. I can't do that. Um, I've, I have done kind of that before because we were trying to do more of a relaxing vacation 
And I ended up feeling like I was just scrambling to find something to do the whole time. And I, yeah, I really wish that, I mean, I, I, I was trying to get that out of that vacation, but I found that I'm not good at relaxing. So it would have been better for me to just pick one or two things for us to plan to do and then go do that. Yeah. I've done two vacations like that, where it was just like, we're going to go here. Okay. And we <laughs> right. get there and we're like, oh, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? And it's really hard when you go with other people than in your immediate family. Because then it's like, no one wants to pick what you want to do. And so you sit there in your Airbnb and you're like, uh, what are we going to do? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I do feel like I'm usually the bad person or whatever you want to say. Because I'm like, we can do this or this or this. Those are yeah. your choices. Get up. Let's go. You know? Yeah. But somebody has to be that person. Somebody has to pick it. But it's, <laughs> I think it's better if you can kind of plan it ahead of time. And I like it if you can, I mean, if you have five kids going, say, or you've got three kids in your family or you're sharing, you know, whatever it is, let them all pick one thing. You get to pick what's your one thing you want to do and then try to make it work. And that's like in a big group situation, or like you said, family, I feel like that's kind of the best way to go because then it's not like one person planning everything, but those can be fun vacations, but sometimes with kids, they're not the happiest about having to do things that they didn't pick. So if they knew, okay, I did get to pick something, then they're a little bit yeah. happier about doing something else that maybe they didn't want to do that much. Speaking of not of picking things, whenever we went on this ARC trip, nobody wanted to pick who was going to, because we were doing uh, bedrooms that had two queen beds. So you just, two people per room. So all the ladies, like, nobody wanted to be like, okay, well, I want to room with this person. Like, you right. know, no one would say it. And so at the very end, we had like, we were like 15 minutes from our hotel room. And finally, we just decided someone downloaded one of those apps that like draws a name. Yeah. <laughs> so we put all of our names in and figured it out that way. And whoever you got drew your name with or whatever, that was who you did your hotel room with because no one would pick it. That so that could be another option. <laughs> not that bad of an idea for an activity. Cause I mean, yeah. And also I would say even more than activities, when you do travel with groups is the food. It is oh, such yeah. a nightmare. Like, what do you want to eat? I don't know. What do you want to eat? And then it gets late and then the wait gets longer because yeah. so, um, I definitely am a really big proponent of like planning out your meals the day before. So like, even if you're not going to plan it before, like before everybody goes to bed, you've decided what you're going to do for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And you have like a game plan because it just makes the day go so much smoother because the the hours of the day creep up on you quite a bit when you're on vacation. logistics. So transportation, for example, um, I, we've obviously we've had the ultimate family road trip. You can fly you can, and then rent a car. We've also, um, flown places and Ubered. We did that for I've Disney world. Never been in an Uber in my entire oh life. My goodness. You have to do it. It's so simple. <laughs> 
but so we flew to Orlando and then we just Ubered to the, um, the, the hotel and it was, we priced it like it was just, it was way worth it. Um, at the time the magical express was still going on, but if you've ever done that, it's a nightmare and it takes forever. And so we priced it out. It was under a hundred dollars and we just did it and it was worth it. It was nice. And you can get, I think like even the only option was like the XL, which is like the nice ones. Like they have to have like, I don't know, Lexus, you know, it's like a nice car and it was great. So, um, you can like get on Uber and, or Lyft or whatever, and like check prices. So you can like kind of have an idea or you could even Google it. Like how much does it cost to get, you know, and kind of price it out. Um, because if you're just like going to a certain destination, um, you know, you may not want to mess with renting a car. Um, and sometimes you can get really good flight um, deals if you have credit cards or points or whatever. So, um, especially with gas, the prices <laughs> they are, yeah. um, it might be worth it just to do an Uber. Um, and then kind of along those lines. So with four kids, I would say that um, I never considered buying groceries when I was on vacation. Like we just bought all of our food, but then after kids, (laughs) I was like, oh, we should go grocery shopping and like make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and save like a ton of, you know, money because kids don't eat at restaurants. And actually we, I guess if I'm being honest, we didn't start off doing that. But when my daughter was like, about two, maybe not even quite two, we went on a trip and this was actually not even a vacation. This was to visit grandparents and, um, they do these particular grandparents do not cook. And she long story short, ended up at the doctor's office with a suppository. It was really really bad because basically she had eaten cheese for an entire weekend. Like, yeah, realized she didn't have a single vegetable. She we haven't been there that bad, but we've been really close. Yeah. So after that, we instituted, you have to have a vegetable with every, like with every meal or fruit with every meal yeah. when we're on vacation. Like we don't even have that rule at home, but it's like you, when we're on vacation, yeah, everybody has to drink water. And like, so we have all these rules now. Well, now we do grocery shopping. So even if we don't get a hotel with a kitchen or an Airbnb or whatever it is, usually have like a little mini fridge or we could bring a cooler. I even get like collapsible coolers that I can stuff in my suitcase if we fly and we'll get ice or whatever. And we do, we go get groceries, but we have also been in a situation where we Uber. So you're like, well, how do I get groceries? Well, there are a lot of delivery services. You can also Uber to a Walmart or a Harps or a Publix or whatever it is. And yeah. get your groceries that way too. So don't like think that you can't get groceries if you don't have a car. There's still lots of other options. Um, we, when we went to Disney World last time, we Ubered to Disney World and then we did the delivery service with Amazon and it actually worked out great. So we got all of our groceries and I don't even think there was a delivery fee because I was already a prime member and it worked out great. Um, and there's almost 
always, there's not always, but almost always there's a microwave and some kind of coffee maker. And so I try to, you can get on the hotel website um, or the rental website, whatever, wherever you're staying and figure out what's in the room. So you can kind of be there, um, you know, be prepared. So I like to bring, also think about like what I want to bring from home, because like, if we're only going to be gone like three or four days, like I can bring that much coffee and not like buy coffee or whatever, you know, like whatever I want for my coffee or just like little stuff, like plastic knives for peanut butter. Like if you just get one, I mean, they're hard to find like at a restaurant, but sometimes you can get like cutlery, but we did that. Like the first time I ever did it, I bought the peanut butter, bought the jelly, whatever. And I went to make the kids (laughs) sandwich. I was like, Oh um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Can. So then we were like, okay, go see if the, like the kitchen's open downstairs in the hotel lobby or what, you know, it's like, yeah. Little things like that, like, okay, I'm gonna bring this, but I need, you know, whatever. So little things like that, like work through what you're gonna buy. I always like to make my grocery list before I go. So I keep it on my phone. Um, I've also done or like pickups at Walmart or um I've done them at Kroger and you can just go pick it up. So when your plane lands, you can Uber straight to the Walmart pickup and they'll put it in your car and then Uber to the hotel. And it, it, it's a lot of moving parts, but if it all works, um, with a pickup though, it's not like the end of the world. If you miss your window, they will keep it for, I think like 72 hours or most places will. So that's not the end of the world, as long as you have it ready when you need it there. But that's a big like time saver that I've done is the pickups. And then you don't have to go in the store and do all the shopping. And, but it is really super handy to know, okay, I have a microwave or I don't have a microwave or I have freezer space or I don't. So you kind of have to shop that out because you don't want to like buy the wrong thing. And I know a lot of people like to like see what their space is first and then go, but it is such a huge time saver. If you can get groceries on the way in, I really don't, I like to do it the other way. So, um, and also check out deliveries in the area. Like if you're a Walmart plus member, that would be a great option to just go ahead and do delivery. A lot of the bigger cities will do the Amazon prime and they do the whole foods delivery or the Amazon. Amazon has like their own grocery store. It's not even whole foods in some of these larger markets and um, super great. And you can like go ahead and like make your cart and everything. And then when you get there, just check out and it's great. As far as like where to stay, um, we have, um, points was my husband travels for his work. So we get to use those points. So we try to use those whenever we travel, but, um, we also like VRBOs if we're with groups, we've had a lot of good experiences with them. We've looked at Airbnbs. I don't think we've actually ever ended up getting an Airbnb. We usually go with VRBOs, but um, we're not campers. So I don't know anything about that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't really know a lot about camping, but I know a lot of people um, like to go that route too. If you have a camper and you're driving or whatever, but if you aren't, 
which I think we're going to mention this in the um, tips, but if you aren't getting points for your work or whatever, you should definitely try to get them just personally pick a hotel brand and kind of stay with it because sometimes they have just deals where you, you could just, Hey, book a night and we'll give you a night. Like they just run. You should have all kinds of deals. Yeah. Just pick, pick a brand and kind of stick with it. Sometimes it can be worth it to pay the extra money to be closer to everything and not go the points route. It just depends on where you're going. So like, in my opinion, if you're going to go to Disney world, I think that it's worth it to stay on site and not get a hotel outside. But it's, I mean, it depends on what you want to do, but I would say it's really nice. If you have little kids that still take naps, it's really nice to stay in like Disney world is like a whole other thing. Whole like other like, can of worms. But yeah, I mean, that's an example. Where, like, there's certain places yeah. where it would be worth it to spend the extra money on the hotels and the cabins or whatever it is. Yeah. So when we went that to, area is so big, we went to Yellowstone or not Yellowstone. We went to Yosemite and yeah. we picked the closest hotel chain, like, and it was like an hour away. And I kind of wish that we had just spent the money and stayed in Yosemite and then yeah. done that the next day because we had to leave and I was really just I really wanted to stay. So that was, yeah. Another time where it's like, sometimes it is just worth it to stay closer. Yeah. We're doing that in Yellowstone because Yellowstone is like the size of what I think they said that was the size of like Delaware and Connecticut combined or some, something like that. Like two of the small states it's like, honestly isn't saying that much, but yeah, but it's, <laughs> but it's huge. And it's so it's a lot of driving. Yeah. So they say like, it's better to just, give the money over and stay in. So that's what we're going to do. But on the way there and the way back, we're going to use our points at the hotels that we have with our, you know, that we can get points for with our credit card. Right. So. <clears throat> you really have to like pay attention to how far away everything is from each other when you're planning. Cause we did a trip out West and we, we were looking at like Grand Canyon and then like, Oh, we'll just, over here and over here and then we kind of set it in stone and we had even booked hotels and then we got to look and like oh that's five hours oh that's six hours yeah oh, okay yeah. well we really can't do anything that day we have to drive you know um, yeah because it on a map sometimes it can be a little deceiving so def- I would definitely type in driving directions yeah even in the same town like they like SeaWorld there's a SeaWorld San Antonio well it's really an hour away from San Antonio. <laughs> and I didn't realize that we went on our honeymoon and we just go, oh, okay. Yeah. We'll go to SeaWorld this day. But then when we found out that it was like an hour long bus ride, I was like, uh, I don't really want to sit yeah. on a bus for an hour. I think that we're going to just stay and walk on the river walk. Never mind. So yeah, you gotta like always look up driving directions, even if it's like in the same town, <laughs> like one, right. like two. Yeah. traveling let's discuss so uh, one thing I did think of that I don't think I have in my notes here is um, if you are visiting a big city and even like a national park 
definitely, definitely check um, transportation. Like, yeah, can you even drive your car into this national park? Um, when we went to Zion, they did not allow cars um, oh. on the main part of it. And so you had to actually book a shuttle uh, take time to get on the shuttle. The shuttle was free, but you had to book a time. Um, I think it's a little bit different now, but they had all these COVID rules and everything. And so we had to book a shuttle with enough time to get the things done that we wanted to do. And, um, there was a lot of logistics with that. And then like, if you're going to ride like a Metro, like, or a bus or things like that, like check to see what they have. Like you may not need to rent a car, you know, that we, we uh, went to Destin one time. And if you stay in San Destin, you can drive golf carts around. You don't have to drive your car everywhere, which is really nice when you have little kids. So you don't have to buckle them and unbuckle them. And like, if you go to the beach, you go under the highway and this little like tunnel in your golf cart. So you skip the traffic. So that was really nice. We stayed in an Airbnb that came with the six seater golf cart. So whenever we didn't stay on the beach, but we uh, had our golf cart. So whenever we were ready to go to the beach, we just loaded everything we needed in that. And everyone got in the cart and I just held my little baby with me on the seat and we drove to the beach and it was just so much easier. So sometimes there's places like that, like where it's really golf cart friendly and you wouldn't have to drive your car. Yeah. So it can save you money if you check out other transportation options that yeah. Seem really silly to wherever you may live. <laughs> so yeah, um, it's like, oh, these, you know, there's Vespas around here. So we take Vespas everywhere. What, what's <laughs> yeah. that? You know. <laughs> and um, one big thing that our family has started doing, um, I wish we had done this from day one, but we um we go and we either bring them with us or we go buy a case of water. Um yeah. if we're gonna be there a while, we get a couple cases and we we will put them in the fridge. We will drink them room temperature. Everybody has water at all times. Um, you can get so dehydrated quickly, um, especially like just being on vacation. You don't drink enough water when you travel on planes or you travel in cars. You just don't. And it's super easy to get dehydrated. And then on top of that, if you like change your elevation, like you're, you're visiting mountains and or even if you're um, like in different climates, like it's really dry or it's really humid, like you just don't realize the changes in your body and it can sneak up on you really fast and you can get super sick. So it's just, just yeah. buy the water. Like I, I don't like to buy bottled water. I feel like it is kind of a waste to the planet, but when I'm on vacation, it's like, you have to have fresh water. And my family minus me is super water snobby. And so like we go to Florida and they won't drink the tap water. I think Florida tap water is fine. I don't know what everybody's big problem is, but <laughs> um, my family won't drink it. And Molly won't either. Apparently so, um, just get the wa bottle water um, or get jugs of water. If it makes you feel better and bring, I guess we could do that, but um, just yeah. get it and drink it and make sure you gotta do. It constantly. Yeah. The other thing I do is. Um, I don't travel with my normal size purse. So I have like a purse and it has like everything to live for like five days out of it. No, I don't know if it's that dramatic, but it's like, it's big. Right. But what mm -hmm. I do is I get, I have like a 
um, I have a bunch of different options, but like a large wallet basically, or like a clutch type of purse. And I put all the like essentials in it. A belt bag. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I've done that. The too. kids are calling it nowadays. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So that makes me think of, I've seen so many like the influencers and they put on the fanny pack and then they put it in front of their boobs or whatever. Oh yeah. So you've actually done that. You feel so stupid. Does anyone <laughs> actually think that they're pulling that off? Like I, I'm tempted I mean, to try it. <laughs> I mean, I, I like, like it oh, being right there. It's cute. <laughs> and then you do it yourselves and you're like, what is happening? Yeah. I have a feeling it would look really weird on me. Like, There's a girl at my church that it looks cute on. Yeah, but I mean, it looks cute on other people, but it just feels so awkward. Like, yeah, I just, and now that I know how it feels when I see it, I laugh. So I'm sorry, <laughs> but I, and I do like fanny packs and I'm still going to call them fanny packs, so. but what I do is I put all my essentials in there and then I bring a backpack or like a tote or, you know, and yeah, that way I can get on like an airplane or I have like a bunch of stuff that you just need a bunch of stuff when you travel and you put it all in there. But then like, if you go shopping or you go out to dinner, you can just take your clutch and you don't have to take this big giant bag. So yeah. I found that, you know, when I go to the store, like, and walk around, I don't get a aching back. But when I carried that purse for like eight hours during the day, cause you're out and about like on a vacation, my back was killing me. Yeah. So I started bringing the smaller purse. So that way I can just take it out and bring that and not have to carry the big bag. But I still do bring a big bag that I, you know, get on the plane yeah. or the car with, or <laughs> go on hikes. Cause we usually do a lot of like vacations out in, we don't do a lot of city vacations we have, but um, even in the city, you can have a backpack, but there, I mean, there are some places you can't take a backpack. So you yeah. get to that, but, um, yeah. So do you have any tips or tricks? Um, remember to pay attention to time changes, especially the oh, day yeah. that the change is occurring when you're traveling. Um, like you could plan to go somewhere towards the end of the day and you're thinking like, Oh, this place we'll get there at this time. And so we'll have two hours, but like on your way, getting there, the time changes and you like spring forward or whatever. And so you end up having one hour instead of the two hours you thought. Oh so yeah. You have to consider stuff like that. When we did our trip out West, we went through Arizona, Utah, Nevada. I never knew what time I gave up. Like, cause Arizona doesn't do oh, yeah. it. Arizona doesn't do and it. My watch, yeah. Like my watch gave up. My watch was like back at home time. And like, sometimes yeah. we're two hours off and I just started, like, I gave up cause we, it was like a national park thing. So we didn't have like set times. So basically I was like, it's dark y'all it's bedtime. <laughs> like I did not. Yeah. Know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but, and I will say, um, I went to, where did we go? Oh, Boston. We went to Boston one time and my watch would not change. And it ended up, I had to call the company and they had some thing to do. So don't trust. <laughs> do you have a Fitbit or an Apple watch? I have a Fitbit. 
Okay, I have a Fitbit. My Fitbit never changed when I went to the ARC either. It wouldn't change. Mine I tried everything. almost always works now, minus huh. the time that we went to Arizona. But yeah. Um, but I do know other people that they, this says theirs doesn't change. But I, I wish I was in a hotel and I wish that I had just found a piece of paper and written down what they told me to do because then I oh. would have had it forever. But yeah. I can't remember what they told me to do. But they did say it's a very common thing. Yeah. It doesn't flip over. Anyway. Another thing, if you can be responsible with a credit card, because I know there's some people that they don't like having them because they know that they'll go into debt and so they won't just pay it off every month. But if you're one of those people who can pay off a credit card monthly, um, then this might be worth it to open a new travel credit card to help you pay for your trip. Um, Because a lot of travel cards will have good deals on points if you spend so much money in the first few months of signing up for the card. We took advantage of this when we took our daughter to Disney World. We signed up for the credit card, and it said that if you spent $3,000 in the first three months, they'd give you 80,000 points. So we signed up for the credit card, immediately paid for our Disney World rooms, with right, well, we yeah. one place. and we were staying for a week, so it was expensive. Um, we just paid all of the room on our credit card. So we like, that was $3,000 gone. <laughs> that's right. how old is. And um, then we used the 80,000 points on our plane tickets. So we got to fly for free because we signed up for this card. Um, but you do have to remember that a lot of those cards will have an annual fee. But I mean, we still use that card and we're about to go to Yellowstone and we're not going to have to pay for hotels except for in Yellowstone. We're going to have like three days, like, right. like we're going to have, we're going to have to stay like, I think it, we're going to be gone almost two weeks and we're only staying four nights in Yellowstone and every other hotel there and back will be paid for because we haven't used our points. We don't ever use our points except for when we're traveling. If we have to buy hotel or plane tickets and we just save them up for vacation. So yeah. And a lot of them lot have of money. introductory deals like that, like, yeah. um, uh, different, uh, airplane cards or whatever. And they'll offer like, yeah, if you spend so much or if you get a friend to get the card or whatever, and they'll have deals all the time to get extra, like a crazy amount of points right at the beginning. So if you want to learn more about travel credit card hacks, um, I d- recommend Kara and Nate on YouTube. They are full-time travel vloggers, and Nate knows all kinds of credit card hacks so that you can travel for cheap. Um, they started out doing this. Um, there's actually a really crazy video where he literally flies 92,000 miles like in two weeks to get this business class status, like for this credit card so that they would have all this, like, mm-hmm. it's just crazy. And he explains it all. We can share uh, a couple of videos about the stuff that he does, but he's very frugal and they didn't have like a ton of money when they started, but they knew that they wanted to live like this and try it. So he did a bunch of research and figured out kind of how to hack the system and he he's very he even has like a course you can buy online they have a website karenate.com and he has a course that's like 147 dollars that that you can like 
hardcore learn everything he knows because he's like he has yeah, some, they have they also like, have an email that you can sign up for yeah the daily drop and the daily it, drop like, it sends you like what the deal is that day. Like, I think there's some like thing today about Hawaii flights or something that were going to be like crazy cheap on some airline. And yeah, they have, they have a web, a website called uh, fair drop and it basically you can sign. I think that part of it is free. Like if it's like domestic, it's free, but if it's international, it's not or something like that, but you can go there and look it up, but they have, like they they have people that like what they do is they find crazy good deals on flights that's like all it because that's what nate used to do is he would just watch all the time like that was his job kara she edited all the videos for their vlog so that they could make money <laughs> that way and then he tried to save them a ton of money by finding these crazy deals on flights so they made a website <laughs> anyway but we'll share some a couple of links in the description box. But speaking of YouTube, I also like to look up YouTube videos about the places that I'm going. So uh, some visiting certain places can get complicated. Like Disney World is like a whole other world. Like seriously, like it's crazy the things that you have to do to plan for that kind of trip. But like you can't just go and be like, oh, what do you want to do today? You know, you have to have it like an itinerary. You can, but you might not have the best time. Yeah, you won't <laughs> have a really good time. So um, I like to look for videos of people that have been to the places that I'm going and um, get their advice. Um, I found a really good YouTube channel called We're in the Rockies. And they post all kinds of videos on how to travel to different national parks and places in the United States. Most of it's like in the West, but a lot of it, I mean, they go to other places too. Like they have a lot of really good information. They, they camp a lot, but they, they just, they live in like, I think they live in like Utah or something, but they go to those national parks around there all the time. And so they know a lot about it and they have like, they, they even have like itineraries that you can buy if you want to um, do it through them. They, they kind of have their own like travel guides kind of things, but they have videos where they'll just like, it's like an hour long video and they tell you everything you need to know about like Yellowstone or Grand Teton or the Smoky Mountains or different things like that. But um, yeah, anyway. we will pull up videos if the kids are interested and we'll say like, where's the place you're interested in even if they can't think yeah. of a place like we'll just pull up videos for them because they like to watch videos so we'll just pull it up and see does that look like a place you'd like to visit and yeah it's a great place to even just get ideas um if you're not even sure where you want to go yet um another thing to think about is sometimes places will have different rules that you need to know ahead of time like, so that's a thing um, like the backpacks we were talking yeah. about, like some places, um, there was a place, um, in the Grand Canyon. It wasn't in the Grand Canyon, but it was around there. And it was the An Antelope Canyon or something like that. Gorgeous pictures. If you saw them, you know what I was talking about, but they, um, will not allow you to go down with a backpack or any kind of bag at all. And, we were kind of like, do we want to do it or not? And my son has type one diabetes. And so we were trying to figure out like logistics of not carrying our insulin with us and like how he could take it out and like 
if we were going to have a cooler to keep it cool. Cause it was like a hundred degree heat. Like, it's not like you can leave it in the car, that kind of thing. So like just yeah. things like that, like we just noticed that was a red flag when we were looking at going. So we ended up not going there just cause we didn't want to mess with it. And we ended up doing something else. Um, and then, yeah, like you also were saying there's like, a, but where there's a, like, yeah, there's like a, uh, there's a, an art museum in Arkansas that like, I tried to go in with my purse backpack and they were like, no, you're not doing that. So like, thankfully I also had like a purse strap on it. So I just kind of like mm. converted it into a purse and I was fine, but that was a close call. So you got to pay attention to stuff like that. Um, whenever we go on a road trip, uh, I was looking at one of the caves that we're going to go to. And I saw, thankfully that they have a rule where you can't, wear like sandals or flip-flops you okay yeah that's what you were telling me yeah yeah you gotta have yeah. uh close head shoes and i mean oh, yeah. another thing is uh, like little things to think about um we uh were in gatlinburg or some, some pigeon forge i guess and they had like a snow tubing indoor thing and i don't know like we the kids were like i don't know it's hot like they wanted to do it, but they just like, were like, I wish I brought pants. I don't know. Like just, you got to think yeah. things like that of like, yeah. And I think like Chacos are great and I love them, but yeah, if you're going to be doing a lot of hiking, like you might consider bringing <laughs> your, your hiking shoes instead. Um, yeah. one thing that we skimped on with a trip, we went out to Arizona and we were doing hiking hiking around like Sedona and it destroyed everyone's shoes like bright red clay is mm -hmm. out there and um I had I was like do you need hiking shoes do you need hiking shoes and my son was like nah I don't need hiking shoes I'm like okay and I let him get away with it well, we were like around cactus and rocks and like this red soil and it he just was, he was slipping and sliding and it was a mess. And we actually on the way to the airport found a, um, outlet mall and bought him a new pair of shoes because his <laughs> shoes that were like Navy were like bright red. Like it destroyed these tennis shoes and they had no grips on them left. And I just wish I'd, you know, thought I'm like, no, you need to wear hiking shoes. Like this is serious hiking we were going to do. And yeah, just got to think through that footwear. It's important. Yeah. Um, another thing I don't do is I don't take my wedding ring or my engagement ring anywhere. Um, I just leave it at home and I'll take like my silicone Kalo ring. Um, we actually have our sister-in-law. She wasn't really on vacation, but she was staying with me. And we went somewhere and we had to leave some stuff in our, uh, in my vehicle and my vehicle got broken into and she lost her ring. And so, um, we, I try to always remember, like, just leave it at home, which I mean, in a safe. That's kind of, yeah, in a safe. Cause that's kind of what she was saying. Like her, I remember her saying like her, I think it was her grandmother got her, um, I think it was when her mom was little, their house got broken into. And so she was like, well, I take it with me because I don't want my house to get broken into and then mm -hmm. steal it from home. And so it's like, which do you choose? But yeah, I, I typically like, I'm worried that I'm going to lose it. 
So like leave it in the hotel or something. So I just take my Kalo because I'd rather lose that than the other thing or get it stolen or whatever. And then another thing that I do is um, like, especially if you're going to go on a long plane ride or a road trip, um, especially with kids, you want to make sure that you're taking stuff for them to do. So like when we go to Yellowstone, I'm going to bring, because uh, we're going to, it's a road trip. We're not going to fly. We're going to bring some new activity books and like just travel friendly activities for the girls to do on the way. And I've even heard of moms like wrapping them. I used to, to do that. I used yeah. to do that. So and, we took like a really long plane ride to San Diego. And I think that my daughter wasn't even one yet. And I had like every hour they got to unwrap a new, pre- I mean, they were like from the Dollar yeah. Tree. There weren't like yeah. elaborate gifts by any means, but there was something new to play with that would keep them busy for like 45 minutes, you know? And yeah. it really worked. And they were excited about getting on the plane because they knew they were going to get those and they had to be good to get them. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it helps if they're new and to not just grab like the coloring books that they've had, like at home. Like, I feel like it being a new thing can help because it's like, oh, this is, you know, I don't know. And I even like, like printed off, this, like, if we were going to a destination, like, I've printed off coloring pages or like they have word searches or whatever your kid's into that have to do with the location that you're going to. And sometimes, I don't know, it's just, they're more engaged in it if they're excited about it. Yeah. My oldest, she can read in the car and not get sick. So I'm going to buy her a couple of books about the places that we're going so that she can read those on the way. That's she, she really likes to read. So I know she'd like those, but, um, Another thing that, oh, I was going to say, I like that because I don't want them to always like be, because we do have a DVD player, but I'm not going to let them watch movies for 10 hours straight. And even, I mean, most kids don't even want to, I mean, I've had a kid like a teenager, like go on a Netflix binge and like he would, I mean, about five hours in, he's like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. You know, <laughs> like yeah. it just drained you, <laughs> but we like you, to play games. Yeah. We, um, we play like the alphabet game where you just like pick something like animals or yeah, places or cities or food. And you just like go through the alphabet, like apple, banana, celery, you know, and you go through. Yeah, um, we played the 20 questions or we play just like the, what we call the animal game, but yeah, everybody picks an animal and then everybody just tries to guess it and there's no, yes no questions and it's just yes or no questions. Um, we play that a lot, not even on trips, like just in general. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's always a license plate, the license plate game. And, um, I think everybody knows what that is. You just try to look for all the different life. You can things. actually get, there's free apps you can get too to keep track oh, of them. And cool. we've done that. You can clear it out at the beginning of your trip and then just, um, start, you know, going for the trip. And if anybody screams it out, then you can keep track that way. I saw, uh, uh, I was watching Bluey and they played a game where they had to get 
all the colors of the rainbow in order of like the color, like using like cars. So you had to find a red car and then you had to find an orange car and then you had to find a yellow car. And, you know, like it'd be hard for some, like orange is kind of hard to find, but yeah. I guess you count burnt orange or more like burnt, like rust. Maybe that would count like a brown. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's another game. But yeah, you can come up with games like that to pass the time too. We have and, the, and I, well, it was just I was gonna say we had that game that there were cubes. I don't know if you remember, but it was like a grid and they were cubed oh, and they had mm-hmm. like one and then you flip it to two and flip it to three, four, and then the fifth one was or the sixth one, I guess, was an X. And then you tried to get like either all X out or you tried to get them in a row and ones were pretty easy, like a stop sign or, you know, and then twos got harder I remember that. and it was so much fun, but I think that, you know, it got pretty beat up and I've never been able to find them, but I did find like bingo cards that were, yeah, I think you've given us those before, like a, like a kind of bingo road trip. I love doing stuff like that when I was a kid. Um, also we forgot to mention, like we haven't mentioned yet, like pay attention to the weather where you're going. Cause you can't at first, like when you're traveling, when you're like, it's a year away, you can't really, but you can look up what's the average temperatures in September for Wisconsin or where, you know, wherever you're going. (laughs) Yeah. Like just to get an idea. That's a big thing too. Like if you're going into any elevations or desert areas or just places you're not familiar with, like, um, if you live in the North and you're going to the South, you know, just like things in general. Yeah. You can look up the average temperature and then definitely like a week out, start looking at the weather. And, um, I am just a big fan of like, if there is any chance of rain, bring a raincoat because yeah. Um, that's the worst is when you're wet and you can't do anything about it, or you have to spend a lot of money on buying an umbrella or something when you're out. I just don't like to do that. So I like to pack raincoats if I need to. And then, uh, one more little bonus bonus tip. I am super crazy. I don't know if anyone else does this. I've never heard of anyone else doing this, but I don't know, maybe it's more normal than I think, but I like to do my meal planning and my grocery shopping for after my trip and just have it in like my Walmart app ready to hit buy so that I can like all of it's done. I don't have to think about it when I get home. It's done. All I have to do is hit buy and when we get home, we go pick it up and put it in the fridge in the pantry. And I don't have to think about it. I can focus on unpacking and doing laundry. And that's not one more thing I have to do. Because when I get home from a trip, I am just like, I don't, like, it's really hard for me to get back into the swing of things. And I'd rather just focus on getting unpacked and laundry done and not have to worry about that too like the meal I like it so I like to do that
Thank you for listening to the Is My Heart Showing podcast. Please consider subscribing. Follow us at Is My Heart Showing on Instagram. And look us up on Facebook. We'd love for you to like our page. And we'll see you next time.